From Audible, I'm Sam Scholl. From the Washington Post politics section, Ashley Parker and Michael Birnbaum write, Shadow president or mere shadow? In Europe, Pence seeks to reassure allies unnerved by Trump. Diplomats and leaders across Europe had one crucial, if unstated, question for Vice President Pence when he visited Munich and Brussels this weekend. Is he the shadow president or mere shadow of the president? And if the mission of Pence's trip abroad was clear to reassure worried allies this weekend that, yes, despite what his boss may say, the United States maintains committed to the security of Europe and to the historic transatlantic partnership, Pence's role was anything but. Although the vice president repeatedly stressed he was speaking on behalf of President Trump, the two men indeed seemed as though they were separated by an ocean. Pence offered bland mollifications, forced to calm and cajole European countries that, in the post-Cold War order, until recently never had cause to question the support of the United States. But at a campaign rally Saturday evening in Florida, Trump did the opposite, again criticizing NATO just hours after Pence had extolled its virtues in Munich, and offending yet another ally when he implied there was a recent terrorist attack in Sweden that seemed to exist only in his imagination. The study in contrast between Trump and his number two was almost as stark as the timing and substance of Pence's trip a pacifying visit just four weeks into Trump's young, if turbulent, presidency. Pence journeyed to Europe to soothe the continent that has watched with alarm as Trump called NATO obsolete and rose to electoral victory on the promise of a more isolationist America-first set of populist policies. Even for the diplomats, bureaucrats, and foreign leaders who found comfort in his words, Pence's gentle message belied a more thorny question that hummed throughout the conference lobby. Will Pence emerge as a capable vice president empowered by his willingness to delve into policy details where the president will not? Or is he yet another grunt in Trump's freewheeling army of disruption? Pence's inner circle credibility took a dive last week when news emerged that former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn had misled the vice president about conversations he had had with the Russian ambassador to the United States, claims the vice president repeated on the Sunday shows. Although Trump ultimately demanded Flynn's resignation, Pence was in the dark for two full weeks and only learned he had been lied to from news reports. But just like Republicans on Capitol Hill who seem to view Pence as their most sturdy vehicle for traditional conservatism in the Oval Office, much of the world, too, is trying to discern whether Pence truly speaks for the president and if they can rely on a man whose best intentions may yet be undone by a tweet from his boss. Pence isn't the only one in the administration facing this question. Other members of Trump's senior team seem to be saying one thing while the president is pushing something altogether different. The day after Trump, in a news conference with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, upended decades of U.S. foreign policy by saying he was open to a one-state solution to the Israeli and Palestinian peace process, Nikki Haley, his United Nations envoy, said the administration was in fact absolutely committed to a two-state solution. And at a NATO meeting in Brussels last week, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis seemed to contradict Trump's claims that Russia had not tried to meddle in the U.S. elections and also reaffirmed the United States' commitment to NATO. On Saturday, Pence largely echoed Mattis' message of support for NATO. And on Monday in Brussels, he will meet with senior European leaders before returning to Washington. In many ways, like the voters in the United States who took Trump seriously, but not literally, some allies are now taking Pence, hopefully, because he may be, they say, their best hope at maintaining the existing world order. I put my trust in them, so I'm definitely reassured, said Estonian President Kirsti Kalujalade, who met Pence on Saturday with other Baltic leaders. He was very understanding, very friendly, and told us that if we ever have any problems, we should call, she said. He said, if you don't want to call the president, you can always call me. 
Other Baltic leaders echo the sentiment, but they share a border with Russia and have little choice but to cross their fingers and hope the status quo will hold. Many officials seem to be placing faith in the same idea. My hope is that Vice President Pence's speech reflects how to integrate the president into a predictable, sensible American foreign policy, said Norbert Rotkin, the head of the Foreign Affairs Committee of the lower house of Germany's parliament. But moving beyond hype, many lawmakers and diplomats said they simply don't know how to reconcile Trump's rhetoric with the soothing speeches from his deputies. Many conference participants watched Trump's combative news conference Thursday with shock. And Trump's Saturday rally claim about what happened last night in Sweden was met Sunday in Munich with a mixture of amusement and fear. Pence and Mattis were very cautious because they don't know whether half of what they say could be contradicted by their boss on Twitter, said Jan Chow, the director of the Richard C. Holbrook Forum at the American Academy in Berlin. One European diplomat said they worried that there was no way to bridge the gap. There remains a necessity skepticism about the nature of the president Pence serves, the diplomat said. Speaking